A varied talent pool will contribute to creating a more diverse organization. But in order to ensure that you hire the most diverse talent, there's a critical piece that you need to address, recruiting bias. Biases that the hiring team may possess or that are embedded into the hiring process. Biases that you may not even be aware of. So in today's episode of HR Party of One, I'm gonna talk about recruiting bias, what it is, the negative implications it can pose, and how you can avoid it the next time you're searching for the perfect candidate to join your organization. By the end, you'll have a better understanding of how you can recognize and eliminate bias in your hiring process in order to create a diverse and inclusive workplace. In this episode, we'll discuss what recruiting bias is and various types of bias that can negatively affect your hiring efforts the legal implications of permitting bias in your recruiting process, and some steps you can take to avoid recruiting bias in your organization. So let's dive in. What is recruiting bias? According to Oxford Languages, bias can be defined as a prejudice in favor of or against one thing, person, or group compared with another, usually in a way considered to be unfair. Believe it or not, there are a dozen or so different types of bias that may rear their ugly heads into the recruiting process, usually undetected by hiring managers or recruitment teams. Let's take a closer look at a few of these examples. First on the list, affinity bias. According to Harvard Business Review, affinity bias is one of the most common biases to impact decision-making during the recruitment process. They define affinity bias as having a more favorable opinion of someone like us. What this means is that hiring managers may be favorable to particular candidates because they have particular characteristics similar to them, like race, gender, or ethnicity. Other common attributes to consider could be the neighborhood where you grew up, the schools you attended, or even the languages you speak, and the list goes on and on. Another bias similar to the affinity bias is the halo effect. Instead of finding something personal and common to focus on, the recruiters or hiring managers fixate on one positive aspect of a candidate's resume that will eclipse other candidates. There may be clear evidence on the applicant's resume that would indicate a poor fit for the job, but it would be overshadowed by this one factor. So essentially, this person could become your newest team member based on a specific item rather than a holistic view of the credentials and qualifications in the resume. The horn effect is the opposite of the halo effect. Rather than focusing on a positive trait, the recruiters or hiring managers focus their attention on something negative, and they allow this to drive the hiring process, which doesn't usually end well for the candidate. The contrast effect is the next type of bias seen in the recruitment process. The contrast effect occurs when recruiters and hiring managers begin comparing candidates with one another rather than looking at each resume individually in order to discover their individual qualities that would make them best suited for the job. We've only touched the surface here on the various types of recruiting biases. If you want to learn more, I'll drop a link in the description below for you to check out. Remember, to be biased is to make unfair judgments about the candidate applying to work at your company. In most cases, these judgments are so ingrained into our subconscious mind that we're unaware that we're even doing anything wrong. What are the legal implications of recruiting bias? 
Now that you understand some common types of biases that exist in the recruitment process, let's take a look at some of the legal aspects that you need to consider. To prevent discrimination throughout the hiring process and in the workplace, the United States federal government created a series of anti-discrimination laws and executive orders that are enforced by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, or EEOC. These laws aim to protect people who fall into eight different classifications, which include age, age 40 or older, disability, genetic information, national origin, race, color, religion, and sex, including pregnancy, sexual orientation, or gender identity. As a business owner, you're required by law to post this information in a variety of formats so it's accessible to all employees for their reference. I'll include a link below to the EEOC's webpage where you'll find more details. Keep in mind that privately owned companies, stage agencies, and labor unions with 15 or more employees who have worked in that capacity for a minimum of 20 calendar weeks are required by law to comply with the EEOC regulations and fines can be hefty. What steps can HR take to avoid recruiting bias? You may think combating recruiting bias should begin when the resumes and applications come rolling in for the vacant position within your organization. But this would be a reactive approach. Instead, HR should be proactive by creating a manager manual. What is a manager manual? Simply put, it's a guidebook specifically tailored for management personnel in your organization, and it includes tutorials for hiring, interviewing, onboarding, and terminating employees, as well as templates that your managers can use to communicate key details to employees and applicants. For example, in Bernie Portal's Manager Manual, we've added specific instructions for conducting both phone and face-to-face -face interviews. In addition to the Manager Manual, there needs to be intentional training so managers can be more effective recruiters. Training will also ensure that your managers more closely follow the latest compliance rules and regulations. At Bernie Portal, we gather our entire management team together every few months to train. There, managers share tips, tricks, and other best practices regarding a variety of topics, including recruiting and interviewing. Next, you'll wanna make sure the initial job description is inviting and inclusive of a variety of applicants that will provide you with a diverse pool of candidates to choose from. So how do you create a non-biased job post? Well, you'll want to avoid any limiting language. For example, gender bias language can discourage potential candidates from applying, so use only gender neutral verbiage like you instead of he or she. If you want further information on how to write effective job descriptions that will attract the best candidates, check out our previous episode of HR Party of One. I'll drop the link in the description below. Once you finalize your job description, don't limit yourself to posting locally. Find outlets that will reach far and wide. Post online to places like LinkedIn and Indeed, but also be sure to find job boards on social media that specifically target the type of job you're looking to fill. Reach out to colleges and universities. Most have career centers that would love to pass your post along to undergrad and grad students who may be ready to kickstart their careers. Okay, you have this amazing job post, you've published it to a wide audience and the applications are rolling in. Now, 
it comes time to start the interview process. In addition to interview questions, you may want to consider having each candidate complete a skills assessment. This is a great way to avoid bias, as it will demonstrate the ability of each applicant to complete a skill or task related to the job they're being hired to do. At Bernie Portal, we use the DISC assessment, which is a great tool that can help you determine if a candidate possesses a particular behavioral trait that would be necessary to carry out a certain job. For example, an introverted person may not be a good fit for a sales job that requires travel and lots of interaction with clients. For more on recruiting assessments, check out HR Party of One's previous episode. I'll link to it in the description below. And there you have it all you need to know about avoiding recruiting bias. I hope you found this episode to be helpful. And if you want more resources to help you improve your recruiting and hiring processes, I'll drop a few more links in the description below. As always, remember that your role is as strategic as you make it.